0: Welcome in everybody. This is our second episode of the Fall 2021 season of EWC Football Podcasts. Uh, today we got a very special episode. We're going through each matchup, first week of conference games this week. Uh, each each teams have a two non conference games. We'll touch on those briefly. We'll go through each matchup. We'll talk about our game of the week. But most importantly, we got a very special guest. He just tied the state record yes the state record for touchdowns last week robbie michael will be joining at the end of the show today so stick around and see us talk to the defending player of the year in the conference so just like last time i'm joined by uh, drew skyberg here and we're going to start matchup by matchup so we will start today with uh KLC Valders. Uh that's the first game here on our slate. And we'll save the we'll save our game of the week for last. And we'll talk about our first three and then we'll get into that one later. But we'll start on KLC Valders. I I feel like we kind of know what this, you know, will be like, but anything anything you want to say about Valders through their first two games here, Drew?
1: So this Valders team, they shocked a lot of people week one. They played a Merrill school that was this Merrill team they were they weren't the best team at all. I mean they they had them by enrollment by a lot, but this this Merrill team was not good. I mean, I I've, I've heard from some players not aggressive and Valors took it to them at Merrill, so they got a big conference non-con dub there and then week 2 they played Howard's Grove and uh 16 to 6 loss there and Howard's Grove just shut them down shut down that Valors offense. So for, uh, people were surprised though at what they saw out of Valors for the first two weeks. This was a team that no had a lot of question marks and uh, they they shocked a lot of people. So that's what I got for Valders.
0: Yeah, Valders had a had a fine first two weeks. I mean, I don't think a lot of people expected Valders, you know, just to be dominating this year. But they 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 took it to Merrill on the long bus drive, and then obviously you you drop one last week against Howard's Grove. But you know, they obviously they they have to play KLC first, and you know, you had to play them once this year. Uh, they'll get it over with. They host KLC. Um, yeah, I got KLC by a lot um, 40 plus. This will be running clock. Yeah. We've, we've, we'll sell like a broken record. We really don't need to spend any more time unless you want to talk about Valor's a little more. Um, you know,
1: no. Is there any... I, yeah. KLC is it, by a long shot.
0: <laughs> yeah. We don't even have to spend any more time on this. So next game, we got uh, new Holstein and Ron Colley. So uh, Ron Colley. They're uh, 0-2 on the year. Uh, their game actually, I believe, got delayed last week, and they finished it uh, later on Saturday. I know they dropped one earlier on in the year against Manitowoc Lutheran. You know, that was one they probably had circled on their schedule, you know, that they can compete in that game. But, yeah, they, they didn't score a point against uh, Oconto last week. They uh, got shut out 27-0 to at Oconto. There's – there's no stats in, so we kind of lucked out there. I got New Holstein big time in this one, also running clock. I assume you do too.
1: Yeah, I do. I think Ron Colley, they had, I mean, they had that week one. That was the matchup to win. And like you mentioned, it was circled on calendars. And if you don't win that one, I, I don't see this Ron Colley team winning a game in conference here. So, yeah, I got New Holstein by a long shot as well.
0: Yeah, so it is unfortunate. I don't. Yeah, I mean, the Holstein does not have. Oh, sorry, they do have stats in. Um, yeah, they have a, They they already have almost 600 rushing yards through uh, two games, and you know they played North Fond du Lac, which uh they accounted for a lot of them, scoring 48 points. But yeah, they have almost 600 yards, so they're averaging almost 300 on the ground a game. That'll obviously go down. Might not go down this week though, as they just face a Roncalli team. I don't think has any business. Stopping uh, them, but you know, leading uh, a leading rusher for New Holstein, Mason Buten—that might be pronounced incorrectly. You know, he's first on the team in rushing. He's 150 yards. Looks like they're all pretty spaced out. Their rushers. He's also second in the team in receiving. So that's a name that you know wasn't brought up originally in our projections or predictions. That he's leading them right now in some skill areas. So he might be a name to a circle this year, um, get out your highlighter and highlight his name just to see where he ends up because that's, you know, I I didn't know who he was and he looks like he's came out on the scene through the first two games. So anything you want more to say about this new holstein Ron Holly matchup?
1: Yeah, I think that was surprising though that uh, you just mentioned with, isn't it Obler or Cody Obler? Yeah. Yeah, Cody oh.
0: Obler is actually second.
1: Yeah, that's kind he's of what. About
0: 30 yards behind him. Yeah, and uh, plus but,
1: with Buten also in the receiving game, he's got 27 yards, which is second on the team as well. So potential, I mean, it's only 27 yards, but maybe a dual threat we see out of the yeah, –
0: and, Yeah, and it's really hard to tell. I mean, they got a lot of guys who have uh, – they have really three guys, uh, Buten, Obler, and Schnell, in attempts. And obviously Schnell's their quarterback, but Buten's got 28 attempts to Cody Obler's 19 attempts. So, I mean, that, that has to tell you something right there. I'm I'm sure – I'm guessing he's obviously a little – probably their more shifty, fast running back. And Cody Obler's just that uh, banger inside. He's got two touchdowns already on the year. But, yeah, they got some more guys. Tyler Gabhart, he's got three scores already, averaging 10.2 car- uh, yards per carry. And, you know, they just got s- several guys that uh, that are filling their 581 yards. So – I expect them to absolutely run all over on Colley. I don't think Ron Kali has any business stopping him. But, you know, maybe we'll see. I got New Holstein big. All right, so next matchup. We have the rivals, Chilton and Keel. And this has always been a really good game. I feel Chilton and Keel has always been a really solid, just a good football game to watch, good football game to be at. What do you see in this matchup um, initially?
1: So I think with Keel here, I mean they came up with that big win against Ripon last week. I think I think Keel has a pretty good shot to win this game. I have keel, I, I think Keel wins this game by multiple scores here. I mean, from what we saw from Chilton, we we had a lot of question marks with Chilton as well for as a team like that. But this Kiel team, one thing that really stood out to me was just with um their their running game. I mean, we, we were talking about Dan Schmidt in the first episode, and now I, they got another guy in Connor Meyer who's 170 yards rushing compared to Dan Schmitz's eighty-five. So that's another guy we didn't mention there. And he's got he's got double the yards that Dan Daniel Schmitz has. So I think that if they have a dual rushing threat like that, I think Chilton's gonna have their hands full.
0: Yeah, and really Chilton has not uh you know, they have not scored the ball much this year, I believe. Uh, check my notes here quick they only have 12 points on the season but there were two close games you you lost eight to six to Krivitz and you lost 13 to six at Winnebago Lutheran so the Chilton defense that looks like is going to be their strong suit this year Uh, Alex Breckheimer looks as to be their best player leading the team in rushing as well as passing so chilton you know you just play the field position game and you have to just keep keel under the amount of points but yeah i I do like keel uh you know they they lost a lot of players some last years you know some big names like uh jason clauk and etc and you know they they had a they had a close they had a win against Rippin uh that wasn't close and they had that close overtime win against kiwani in week one and you know, his good friend of the show, Connor Velker, would say, you know, they have great culture there at Keel. You know, David Eswin is a really good coach. They have great culture there. You know, they obviously were in the state tournament uh, two years ago, and they had a successful year last year. But Keele hasn't given us any reason to think they don't belong with the, you know, Two Rivers, New Holstein, Ron Collie, uh, KLC, like they haven't given us any reason, so I think all signs point to a Keel victory this week. They they've shown they can score the ball, they've played good defense. So I I I I do like Keel by, not a blow up blow, but several scores. Anything else to add?
1: No, I think you got it. I'm looking forward to this game though. The next one.
0: Yeah, this is our game of the week, and two teams that I believe are both in our top four. Uh, this one. This one will be really kind of fun to break down because it's a it's kind of what we thought coming into the year. The game's TR and Brilliant. Um they've they've had several. They last they did not play last year, but the game two years ago was a one-score game, and it was really close the entire game. And two rivers has just steamrolled their first two teams. But you know, we have to look at they played Random Lake, who's not a good team at all. And they played a Brown Deer, which you think, oh, Brown Deer's from the Burbs of Milwaukee. So you'd think they're pretty big. TR actually is a bigger school than they are. And, you know, they just – Chase Matthias. can we just talk about him for a little bit? He has bursted onto the scene. You know, he was in, our, in my top ten rankings for player this year, but it hasn't been against any conference teams, but 470 rushing yards through two games. What do you have to say about that?
1: That's ridiculous. I think Chase Mathias so far in these first two um these first two non-con games, I think he's really looking like a. I I know we just talked about Robbie Michael's fantastic stuff, but like he's looking like one of the top offensive players as well. I think at running back, we could totally see a first team right now in him, first team unanimous for sure. So good stuff right now with Chase Mathias, and also on defense as well, playing both sides of the ball very effectively.
0: Yeah, he's their best player. Uh, you know, and Justin Klickner, who we talked about a little bit, he has a good arm, and he he's good. they're going to pass the ball enough with him. He's actually, you know, racked up a decent amount of yards. I believe he is second with 264 yards. He has two scores through the air, um, 132 passing yards a game, so they're, they're still throwing it. It's not like they've just flipped the script totally. They're going to run it a lot more than we're used to with Jaden Kippardt shill or um jane kippert's older brother tr offense but they're going they're going to run the ball and that's one thing brilliant you saw in that week one versus hilbert's it was just kind of an odd score 14-0 hilbert won everyone's probably thinking, like what's going on but you know hilbert just kind of ran it down their throats Brilliant's line has been a little looked just a little shaky in that game they figured it out last week though against uh lesser opponent in Wyowiga, but I think what Brilliant's gotta do in this game is just really, really defend that Matthias run and make the make TR throw the ball around. You know, it's gonna be at home. Brilliant's got a really good secondary. Mitchell Conorabic, one player that really stands out. Um he's he's just really a freak athlete making plays all over the field. So I think if, if you can force two rivers to throw more than they want to, that that'll be a good sign for Brilliant.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think if you stop Chase Mathias, I think you win this game. Like we mentioned, Chase Mathias, like uh, he's in – I think he you can put him with that tier of, you know, Robbie Michael, Chase Mathias, just then Gerdakis, and those guys, like those – and Verhagen, of course, like just those top – those top guys are just like those top offensive players in the EWC. So you just got to stop those guys if you want to win a game week in and week out.
0: Yeah, that's – and like you, you kind of just touched base on, but you really can't stop Chase Mathias. He's gonna get his twenty-plus carries, and he he he'll have He'll have big chunk yardage, big gains. But it's just it's just limiting the damage, bending not breaking. I think for two rivers, if they can really establish that run and just tick time away, and just you know don't turn the ball over and establish really good drives. Tr's tr's gonna have a good shot to win this game. I really. Yeah. I really don't know who I want in this game yet because Brilliant has shown flashes. You know they they scored zero points in their first game, obviously. Like, but they were really close on several plays, just overthrowing a guy by one or two yards. They've had some long plays against go last week. They've passed the ball a little bit, not as much as they probably can, and their running game just looked dominant like it did last year last week. So. I think brilliant has not caught its stride in the offensive side of the ball yet defense. They looked solid last game and it'll be a great game. So do you want to make a projection? What do you think?
1: Okay. I think I'm going to go TR 28, brilliant 21. I think TR wins this one score. I think it's going to be that close. Like it's worth the hype. I
0: I think it's going to be, I don't know if I can make projection just because I really, I really do not want to pick. I don't, I don't want those words coming out of my mouth. Two Rivers is going to be brilliant and something, but I, I, I don't know. I just think Two Rivers. I think it's, it's close to like a pick 'em here. I, I, I like who's. I said this earlier. It's going to come down to the last quarter and the last five minutes of that quarter. Who makes that big stop? Who gets an interception? Who punches it in late? Who's just, it's basically, I think, what comes down to that last quarter. And because both teams, they're both going to score. They're both going to play good defense. They're both going to run. And they're probably both going to pass. So it's a little bit of everything. It's the reason why these, these two teams are the game of the week. I I like that prediction of you. I think two rivers has proven there may be a little bit of more. Their offense has used to that scoring is is probably a little more fine tuned right now than brilliance. So if there's a reason to give it to two rivers over brilliant, that's the reason right there. But I I think it's going to be a great game, no matter what the outcome and, you know, anything else you want to go over this week, any players, any notes, any teams that we missed.
1: No, I'm just really looking forward to the games this week. I know that we mentioned a few of them. We think are going to be blowouts and, um, but there's some like children and kill. That's still, I, we mentioned it. We think it could be multiple. That could still be a toss up. I think those two, the two games we mentioned later, I think those two games, you know, who knows? So that's the beauty of Friday Night Lights, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens in these games.
0: Definitely. It's, that's exactly right. We've seen a lot of surprises already this season, but that'll probably do it for our second podcast of the year. Um, we might not be coming to you every week for these breakdowns. Most weeks we probably will, though, and hopefully we, we'll get some, you know, like Robbie Michael today we'll get some more guests on who knows maybe we'll get a Chase Mathias interview uh it's there's a lot of possibilities he just tied the state record for touchdowns in a game with nine he's the defending EWC player of the year and for football uh Robbie Michael how's it going today
2: I'm great I'm great
0: that's good to hear. And we got a bunch of questions we're going to ask you. So I'll let Drew go right ahead. He's got some questions to ask you first. Drew, kick it off.
1: All right. Well, Robbie, first, I want to congratulate you tying the state record. I mean, that, that's phenomenal, dude. Keep keep up the great work. But my first question is, did you know you tied the state record during the game? So when you got that ninth touchdown, did you know what you just did?
2: Uh, Yeah, we knew about it coming into halftime. That I had eight. And. We said that I was going to get one more run at it to try to go tie the record because my sophomore year I had eight in a game, knowing I was one shy, so we gave me one more drive in the second half. And after I uh, scored the touchdown on a pass to Will Grassy, we all knew that I tied the record, and we stopped the game and congratulated me and my teammates for what we did.
1: That's awesome, dude. And then quick side question with that. Did you you guys go for 10, the number 10, or did you just stop at 9?
2: Uh, I was taken out after nine. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. And Rob, you got a question?
0: Yeah. What? So we'll just go back and forth here. So my question or just basically open-ended question here is, you know, you obviously have great chemistry with your playmakers on your team and Colin Gerdakis and Casey Verhagen. Uh, do you have any special like connection with Casey, you know, playing with him, winning a state championship with him, on that team. Do you have any like special connection with him playing basketball with them?
2: Uh, playing basketball with Casey, we've been playing since we were really young at a young age. And I think our connection's really strong. And you can see that in the high school level. And it's been like that from really long. So I think we do have a special connection together on and off the court. All right.
1: All right. Yeah. So I got another one then. Robbie, um, why are you so passionate about playing sports? You know, you're a multi-sport a- athlete. You Obviously, put a lot of work in, and we see it pay off. We've seen it pay off just even last week, too. So, like, what, what drives you, dude?
2: Uh, just, like, the love of the games that I have. I mean, growing up playing them for so long and spend something in my family that I've grown up doing, and uh, I just become really passionate about things that I love, and I, like, work as hard as I can at those things to be great at everything I do.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Robert, you have more questions? So, Robbie, next
0: question. What, what have you noticed? Is there any differences or pretty much the same playing in the big East conference or playing now in the EWC conference? Do you, which conference do you like better? Uh, which would you rather prefer? I know you were a sophomore playing on the big East, so it may be a little different as an experience, but what were some challenges uh, last season coming into a new conference and what do you like or dislike about it?
2: I would say some challenges come into the new conference were uh, not knowing the players as well as I would at the Big East playing those guys since I was young and especially in this new uh, Eastern Wisconsin conference the teams like to run the ball a lot more than I would say in the Big East a lot more wing tees options and it's something that we got to adjust to which we did last year we'll struggle a little bit on defense but this year I think we're starting to figure out and adjust those new styles I mean I don't really care who we play. So, I mean, if I had to pick one, I couldn't really do it. I just love winning, and that's what I plan to do with whoever I play against.
1: Good awesome. Answer. Yeah, so to follow up with conference, I mean, are you are you ready for conference play? I mean, it's going to be good yeah. this year.
2: Yeah, it should be a good conference play. You got some good teams. I mean, starting off week one in, of conference against Velders will be a pretty good game for us where we can get started and hopefully a challenge for a conference title, which, I mean, We were a little short last year, but I think this year's our year, and we're going to do what it takes to take that. So, Robbie, you are just uh,
0: a dual threat option at the quarterback position. I saw you run a 4-5 on one of your profiles. I forget what website that was on, but you run a 4-5. When you're out on the field, would you rather just be that field general slinging it around, or do you like – running the ball better you know you see a lot of nowadays kyler murray lamar jackson even up and coming guys like trey lance and justin fields where they're they're doing both things and a lot of guys can do it which do you like doing better or is it both the same
2: oh that's a good question i'd say mostly the same like just because i love getting my teammates involved sending it around the field and keeping defense on their toes but when running the ball you feel real free and like Scoring touchdowns, running is a little different than passing, but I love getting my teammates involved because, especially, how hard they work. And I love rewarding my offensive line with rushing touchdowns. So I'd say it's about the same.
0: So, do you have going off a little bit of a subject here? Do you have any like at KLC? You, you have a lot, you have three schools coming together Kohler, Sheboygan, uh, Coney Christian, and then Sheboygan Lutheran. Um, is it like difficult? You know, coming, I'm not sure exactly, you know, what your team is made up, what percent from each school. Is it difficult coming together when you know you're not going to school when you're not seeing the guys in class? Is the chemistry on that point a little a little tricky at times, or do you guys pretty much just power through that?
2: Uh I would say maybe early on in our high school career I was a little struggling being from different schools, not being able to be together all the time. But I mean, we're a strong senior class of I don't even know how many seniors, a good amount. Um, We've been like that since sophomore year. We've started about all the people starting now have started since sophomore year, basically. So I think our chemistry is as strong as it could be, but obviously at this point of the season. But I think that, I mean, the different schools brings in a little factor, like not being together all the time. But we all make time for each other if that's on weekends or watching film together. And I think that that's a big part of our team's success is the chemistry.
0: Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. And. I got a couple more. I'm not sure how many more questions you got, Drew. But this one, is there a guy on your team you want to, like, give some love to right now, shout him out a little bit? Maybe it's he's not in the box score every week. Like, who's a guy on the KLC that really just does the dirty work and you just want to give a shout-out? Is there anyone who comes to mind?
2: Uh, I mean, I have a lot of people that come to mind, obviously, because, I mean, we all do a lot of big things and everyone has a role on the team that uh, – goes to everybody's success but i'd like to i mean everyone. one of my offensive linemen are ins- insanely i'm insanely proud of them they're so special to me and i want to show them all love so i'd like to call elijah um everett poth uh my f- freshman center from last night our last week's game aj uh chase concert another freshman Tristan Moctezuma and uh, Max Olobant, who's dealing with a little injury. But I like to shout them all out as well. And, I mean, Matthew Stefani, he's a good blocker for me as well. And uh, I like people doing the dirty work. And I would like to look at Luke Heinen or Noah Heinen because he doesn't always, he doesn't complain about anything and he always goes and makes the blocks at receivers. And he caught his touchdown yesterday or last game, which I'm very proud of him for. Definitely good answer. Drew, do
0: you have another question or do you not?
2: No, you got them all, dude.
0: So there's a couple more, like two more I wanna to touch on. So Robbie, what do you have like goals for this year? Do you have any goals where you wanna be um going through the season? Personal and team?
2: Uh yes, I have a lot of personal and team goals. I'd like to start with my team goals. I mean, obviously winning conference going one and oh every week's the biggest goal right now, and we're focused on just beating Belders. Can't look ahead very much, but obviously winning conference is always a goal of a team and then winning our first playoff game in school history and keep moving that going forward, no matter where that leads us and just focus on each game at a time who we play and not look ahead, even though the teams we might play are not where we think we should be playing like skill wise, but we got to focus on just winning those games and taking advantage of every game we have and uh personal goal. I mean, I don't really set focus on my personal goals as much just because I'm all about the team and I want to win, but obviously I have personal goals of uh, doing what it takes for our team to win. If that's me running the ball, passing the ball, playing defense, sitting the bench, I don't really care. I just want to win. So I'll do whatever that takes. I'm not worried about anything about my stats or conference player of the year. I'm just focused on winning.
0: So one final thought I'm, I don't know how much you want to go into detail about this, but like, what's your status on next season? What do you want to share? Obviously, if you don't want to go into detail about it, like what's, you have any goals there or is anyone looking at you or you do have any interest in some places?
2: Uh, I have interest in a few college levels. If that's division one, division two, division three, Juco. I have all, uh, interest from all around those areas, but Right now, I'm just focused on my high school season. Can't really look much into college, but that's obviously something I want to do is play football at the next level because I love the game of football.
0: 100%. You know, Robbie Michael, he was a player of the year last year. He's off to a blazing start this year. Already setting uh, state, tying and setting state records. Uh, really excited to see what you have in store for the EWC this year, Robbie. And uh, thank you for uh, coming on the podcast today uh we me and drew both both wish you uh a lot of luck uh throughout the season
2: i appreciate that thank you for having me